listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. Okay, so then what are we left with? Well, what we're left with is uh, intuition. Intuition. And what is it and how does it work? Well, it's a feeling into things that comes to answers and leaves no trail. That's the thing. It leaves no trail. So you, you, you have it, but you haven't the argument for it. And so its power must reside in its uh, truthfulness. So the power of intuition lies in its ability to express truth in contravention to the forward flow of logic and casuistry. Well, is it always to be this, for, uh, you know how the Tao is presented as this Eastern concept that you can barely wrap your mind around and that hovers at the edge of intelligibility. Well, really, in these so-called obscure oriental uh, philosophical stances always turn out to have a corollary in Western thinking. And the corollary to the Tao, to Taoism, is intuitionalism, is, you know, an ability to sense the, the constraints and opportunities in the moment and act through it. Intuition. Everything you hear in this episode is fair use, Creative Commons license. This is episode 172, and I'm your host, Miguel. The title and subtitle for this episode 172 is Enter the Void, The Tao of the Uncarved Block, Deconstruct this Illusionary World, Then Reconstruct Your Path to Immortality. So back in episode 170, we covered 
the great samurai Miyamoto Musashi's hidden book that's contained within the Book of Five Rings. And that hidden book is called the Dakota, 21 Rules for Life, The Way of Walking Alone. And you can make the easy association between the void and walking alone. So those of you who have not listened to my episode 170 on Musashi's 21 Rules for Life, it would be a good idea at some point after listening to this episode 172, go back and listen to episode 1 because they're very closely associated. I would say that episode 170 is going to be a more preliminary talk on on this and this episode we're going to we're going to go a couple of levels deeper. So when when we mention the void, okay, the thing that people need to understand about that uh, concept or that place, the void, it's important because we're bombarded with so much garbage and so much misinformation and so much matrix code in this existence that we live in, this cultural operating system construct that we live in, is that we need to find a space or a place that we can cancel out all of this that misleading brainwash information and just go within ourselves to see what truth comes up through us, through nature, through the Akashic records, through meditation. And that place is the void because if you're in a place, you're in a void and nothing is coming in or going out, then you can't be hit with bullshit lies and misrepresentations and brainwashing. So it's really important that you learn to find that space within yourself, uh, which is actually the void or, or the place where you can commune with yourself. And not even your thoughts or your spirit or anything like that, just zeroness, void, nothing. And the other concept to be aware of is, again, a few episodes back, a few times I've spoke about it, and it's a concept of the uncarved block. And that's a Taoist principle, it's a Taoist concept, very, very Taoist. And you don't hear about it much these days, but what the uncarved block is, is literally a block of wood, or metaphorical allegorical block of wood that has not been touched by the hands of man or carved or affected in any way or changed or modified so what does that mean if you have well you could and when i say untouched you could hold this uncarved block in your hands but it has not been worked reworked carved cuts you know anything drilled it's just in this natural state so this uncarved block just by the fact that it's uncarved has all of the forms already within it. That's, you know, a real, real Taoist way of looking at it. But in other words, this uncarved block has all of the solutions contained with it, within it. So, yeah, that's kind of a metaphor again for, for that uh, concept of the void. So it's important to remember that these teachers are not necessarily in sequential order. Some some may go a little deeper than others or a little bit more obscure, abstract, esoteric concepts, but none is really more value higher than the other. But it's important to have the ability to integrate these different concepts and teachings so that you could call upon them in a time of need or in a time of reflection when you are trying to get to the, get to the truth or the absolute re- reality of where we are right now, you know. As opposed to um, watching some, you know, Japanese anime or, you know, The Price is Right on television or, 
you know, some bullshit television series. It's important for you to commune with yourself and devote yourself to developing uh, a love for these teachings so that you can grow in your spiritual path and and learn the absolute truth that there is and, and really do more and more away with the uh, matrix code that you're being spoon-fed every day. You're going to find that in order to grow in these teachings and these concepts and Eastern thinking or whatever have you, because, you know, you'll get a lot of truth out of, you know, Greek philosophy and Nietzsche and, and you know, different teachers called Jung. You'll, you'll get, but what you're going to find, the archetypes, what you're going to find is that it's really necessary for you to shed all of the preconceived teachings and notions that the educational system have given you, the mainstream media has forced on your throat. It's important to, to, to shed all of that. And once you shed all of that, it gives you the ability to sidestep side all of the snares and the traps that they've put here in front of us to gain our attention, to get us into our social media, our smartphones, and take us away from us finding out who we really are and our real purpose here in life. So it's a really important concept. So in order for you to comprehend these teachings and these concepts, you must have the ability to see as Carlos Castaneda speaks of in his book, A Separate Reality. Truly seeing is one aspect of perceiving the world and perceiving our existence here and the layers of reality, layer by layer by layer. Those who do not possess the ability to see are only perceiving the top layer of this reality and are not even aware of the multitude, multitudes of layers of reality that exist just beneath that first top layer now this might be a little foreign to some people to some listeners um a lot of a speaker that really speaks on this that kind of is kind of transcendent is a speaker by the name of terence mckenna and uh he was an advocate of really expanding the mind and dissolving boundaries and a lot of psychedelic thinking a lot of psychedelic stuff you know so Take, take that with a little bit of caution because it's really the psychedelic path is not the only path that you can open your eyes and perceive all of these different teachings and, and learn the true reality of our existence. You know, the other path is the path within the, the inner vehicle as opposed to the outer vehicle, which is the outer vehicle is like with psychedelics and studying and chanting and all that stuff. But um, the inner vehicle will reveal to you just as much. And again, people are just not aware that this is available to them. Some people refer to it as the Akashic Records. Uh, some people refer to it as the Tao, the Way. So it's uh, there's a lot of work you know, ahead for you to be able to uncover these teachings and and again, walk that path to mortality because, like I said, we're being fed so much um, garbage. So you might ask, what is this top layer of reality you speak of? Well, the top layer of this reality I speak of is comprised of our day-to-day -day living. So eating, sleeping, you know, drinking water, reproducing our species, ego, fear sense and desires gratification, more ego, and the illusion of separation. 
separation from one another and the illusion of our separation from God or the Godhead. The only separations that exist are separations we put in place as we're programmed to by this uh, socially constructed operating system or cultural operating system they feed us every day. It would be akin to, the top layer would be akin to, if you're familiar with the chakras, there's seven chakras. That uh, first layer would be akin to the first chakra, which is at the groin level, which is again, fear, reproduction, eat, sleep, drink, ego, and sense and desires, gratifications. If you take a good look at that list of the chakras, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And really what our purpose here is to elevate the chakras that we operate out of and transcend and go from the that first animalistic chakra, which is the groin, to the next chakra up, which is the navel, which is where you get into nurturing and caring, let's say, for your children and whatever. And then you get into your solar plexus, you get into the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye chakra, and then the crown chakra. So this first level... It's really that very base animalistic chakra and the day-to-day -day existence. And this system does not want you to realize that there's anything beyond that. They just want to keep you enslaved and enmeshed in that so that you can run a dead hamster wheel and generate power for this matrix system. They want you to assume the position of a battery or a slave for this system. These are all metaphors, but they're very, very true. It's important to understand that none of this happens by coincidence because from from our birth, as we go into kindergarten and first grade and as we progress through our life, the school system, the mass media, our friends, and this corporatocracy that we exist in just makes it a point to indoctrinate us deeper and deeper into this false teachings and into this system that imprisons, really imprisons our minds and again uses us as cattle to generate power for it. Because the minute that you realize that there are more levels beneath what you're being fed every day is the minute they're going to lose control. And again, it's not enough for them to have enough of themselves, but they want to take what everyone else has. So they can get more and more and you can get less and less and the sad part about that is that you'll see, and I keep speaking about the inner city and stuff like that, but that, that was my reality growing up. That's what I was aware of. So that's really what I could speak of on a firsthand basis. But you would get people on welfare living a subsistence existence, but they would have to get, you know, in my time it was the Converse All-Stars or the Adidas sneakers or the Pro Keds with the stripe on the side. You old school dudes what I'm talking about. But um, the Calvin Klein jeans and the Jordash back in the day but it, it wasn't enough for you to have sneakers and jeans but you had to have the brand name sneakers and jeans so that uh you know you could feed the system brings me back to a memory i remember i attended fort hamilton high school in bay ridge in brooklyn that wasn't in the hood but um i had my grades were kind of good so i was able to to go to a decent high school in fort hamilton brooklyn and i remember one of my first days in gym class this is literally when the Jordache jeans just came out, the Jordache blue jeans. I remember they were $35, a pair. And I had a pair of Lee's, L-E-E, Lee jeans. They were like hard denim, like indestructible, bulletproof denim. And you look like a cowboy. I mean, but that was a style, you know. And they're, they're still cool, pretty cool jeans. But anyway, I came to gym class, so this, this dude came up to me. He goes, yo, you got them cheap-ass Lee's, man, them $10. He goes... 
I paid, I got these joint ashes. I paid $35 for these joints. And I turned around and I looked at him and I says, really, you paid 35 for those? I says, you know what I'm going to do? I paid $10 for these jeans. And with the other $25 that I saved, I'm going to buy a book to learn how to sell $10 jeans for $35 to an idiot like you. And it took, it took a second for him to get it, but everybody was like, oh, you wolfed him. But it's the truth because, I mean, how is that going to improve your existence? It's going to put more pressure on, on your parents. So uh, in, in, in those days, most of us were brought up by single parents and usually mothers. Fathers were usually vacant or non-existent, uh, which is the way the system wants it. This way you can get public assistance because if there was a man in the house, no welfare, no public assistance. So it encourages men to leave the house so that... Uh, the youth would be brought up by like a single mom. And that's the beginning of the destruction of the family. But anyway, I digress. The system wants to put you in a position to consume, and not just to consume, but to consume what they instruct you to consume. And when I say consume, I don't mean just where, but what, what you're going to eat, what you're going to think, what you're going to watch, how you're going to respond to stimulus. like Almost like you're... A rat in a maze, you know, and most people, they react exactly the way that they're instructed to because they are operating at that first surface level and they don't realize that there are layers to this reality that we exist in and the programming that is being employed uh, against all of us. So the further away we get from uh, our natural state, the way we were intended to live, like I guess if you would go back, let's say 500 years ago, when uh, men was really had a labor to live of course you had rich people and you had uh, aristocratic people and everything like that but back in those days that didn't didn't feed people you had to get out on the fields and work work together and there was no, not much room for bullshit so they were living a lot more in a natural state and as time progresses this uh, synthetic construct that they're developing for us to grow up in which is the educational system and even i'd have to even say the catholic church and again you know i'm christian and jesus is my my lord and savior so i don't really want to talk bad about anyone's religion but in many instances you see the pedophilia that's taking place in in, in the church today so people make the association that you know god isn't good because if he was then why are there pedophiles in all of these churches really it's not just a catholic church so they make an association between God and the church, and that right there, that's a social construct that's misleading and taking us away from from our acknowledgement and our oneness with God, okay? Again, another social construct, which is this church, and as a result of the church's actions, you know, it misleads people because they associate God with the church, and there's nothing further from the truth. You need to have a one-on-one relationship with your God and don't let anything come in between that and you need to have a one-on-one relationship with your path to immortality because what they drum down your throat every day is that you know you, you live and you die and then you turn to dust and yes I know in the Bible it says from dust to dust and ashes to ashes but if you read deeper into that you 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 know that we go to our to the kingdom of God you know above which is, again, immortality. Now, exactly how that works out, or do we come back and such, I don't know. I personally do believe in reincarnation because I think that's where clairvoyance and deja vu come from. 
I'm not a person that believes in divination or looking into the future. I don't believe in that. And I think in the Bible it says don't do that because God is going to do what he does and don't try to play his role. You know, that's really coming from the, the tree of uh, of knowledge of good and evil, which kind of put us here in the first place. You know, the tree of, of eternal life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So that's that's another episode for another time. Um, but it really is our goal to have that one-on-one relationship with God and just see the way this, this system works its way out and the results that everyone is experiencing right now with these lockdowns and these inoculations and stay six feet apart and all of these businesses going under. And this is their plan. This is this. And I'm going to just say it, it. These are these secret societies, this Illuminati, uh, Freemason and, and such, or the trilateral commission and all of these, these groups that band together to control the world and make a one world government, you know, before people used to think it was a joke. Uh, my last episode, I played Bill Cooper. Um, this guy was back for like the mid nineties and he was breaking it down. Like exactly what's happening today. He was breaking it down. It's not a joke people. It's really not a joke. And if you think it is, then again, you're perceiving that top first layer and you're just basically a sheep, you know, again, people like that, like if, you get offended, whatever, then honestly, man, I really don't want you listening to this show, you know, if you're going to listen to it and just be like, you know, either laugh at it or like, oh, you're Illuminati, but you know what, um, I have enough listeners, so I know that my truth is getting out there by the emails that I get and the communications and the, I, what is it, DMs, <laughs> DMs I get through Instagram, and uh, it really warms my heart because at least I know that, uh, that people are listening and people are learning, and people are finding the truth, and the divinity that they have within them, you know, and 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 doing away and shedding this illusion of uh, of this existence that they have us entrapped in, enslaved in. So to go back with that indoctrination of the system, there's a thing even back when I was talking about farmers and you know three thousand years ago, four thousand years ago, man was just the ascent of man, you know. Um, there's a thing that's called natural law, and basically what nat- and there's a speaker by the name of Mark Passio. He speaks a lot of natural law. He's kind of intense, but really hyper smart dude. And I recommend you give him a good listen. He's on YouTube. It's Mark Passio, and he gets into natural law. And again, what natural law is basically the law of uh, of karma, you know, and the uh, action and the result of your action. So. Some people might ask, why is it that, you know, you know, if, if you believe in karma, that how is it possible that a person that has good karma and lives a good life has bad results and a person that has evil karma and bad karma has good results, in other words, riches and all that. And that's something that's going to be really hard for, for us to understand, especially if you're just looking at it on those first couple of layers. But if you get advanced and you ascend in your chakras and your understanding, um, you'll have a better understanding of what this is because this is not a, a one week or one day or even a one life game. This is an eternal game that we're playing. And in my belief system, I believe that, and, and again, Jesus is my savior and everything like that. But I just, with, with all the readings that I've done, I can't just close my mind, mind off to it. And I uh, am seeing, and the layers are opening up to me, especially as I get older. But I believe that this is a test that we're put here to see how we react, just like the Garden of Eden, when they were presented with the two trees in the midst of the garden, the tree of eternal life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, 
God doesn't want robots to just follow him and do everything that he says. The people that follow him, he wants them to make the choice to follow him. So it would be logical, or the logical pro progression of that would be that we're put uh, in, in this life existence to prove ourselves, to see um, how we're able to manage this life and live this life and what type of karma or actions we're going to incur in this life so that we can progress and go through. So you'll get a person that is given multiple blessings and they really don't do anything with it, but they use it for evil and they use it for bad. And that's going to be something that's going to turn back around. That's why a lot of these uh, mega rich people like Bezos and and Elon Musk and them, they want to build spaceships and they want to go out into outer space. Even though like with just a small percentage of the money that they invest in that, they can actually stop world hunger and feed feed people and nourish people and you know heal babies and cure and all that. But they, they're choosing not to do that because they believe in going out of space is going to feed their ego. And it, they believe in this transhumanistic Neuralink agenda where they're going to avoid this negative karma by coming back into a new meat wagon, a new hyper, you know, transhumanist body where they transcend all of that because man thinks that he's in control of himself and that I guess he's almost to the point where he feels that he's created himself. But explain to me the wonders if you look at the double helix, the DNA the, and the RNA spiral with the genetic code and such and that and how mathematically impossible to even comprehend that, you know. Yeah, they're figuring out the genes and what they do and they're able to do some GMOs and stuff like that, but that's, that's whatever, man. There's no way that um, you can take God out of the equation and intelligence of God when you see that um, DNA, RNA, double helix structure that is the key to all of life, the coding of life. So, yeah, you know, they're thinking that they're going to be able to do this, go forward with this transhumanistic agenda and this Neuralink where they're going to be able to download their body into a another meat wagon avatar and live forever as they just consume the whole planet and basically, you know, inoculate us out of existence. You know, you could you could look the other way or whatever, but then again, you're just looking at that top, that top layer of reality where you got to really delve down. Um, don't ever predicate your fulfillment or your happiness of who you are, the type of sneakers that you wear, or the type of car that you drive, or your 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 neighborhood, or whatever your existence is. No matter where in the world you live, you know. Look down at your own hands and look at the wonder and the the perfection of who you actually are as a person, as an individual, and realize your one-on-one -on -one connection to the Godhead, to God, to Jesus, or whoever, whoever you pray to when you put your head down at night but understand that that divinity is really where it's at and your association and your connection with him that's the part one the part two is the love of your family of your of your loved ones of your friends the positive energy that you put forth when you help people when even if you give somebody directions and give them a nice smile and you know or you see a hungry person and you give them half a sandwich or a couple of dollars to go eat you know the feeling that you get from that that's that's really where it's at, man. The simple things in life, you know, raising your children properly. I, you know, so many times I go outside and I'll see some parents yelling at their kids, cursing at them, like, "Oh, you stupid!" And meanwhile, you know, they're looking in the mirror and fixing their hair and everything like that because their kid is annoying them 
when they don't understand that first of all their their child and them is the same person really magnified because as i said when i walk around outside and i see people i'm only seeing other manifestations of myself because of my connection to the one and oneness of all things the creation but imagine yelling at your kid in that way it's it's explains a lot of the reason why you see um the way especially the youth the way you see them conducting themselves today like in the inner cities which you have gangs and they have ops and they got to kill one another for rep on youtube and instagram so that they could be up and you know again i, I don't want to get into that negative dark space but it's so true man and i especially see what my my people like the the latinos and 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 the blacks and again now these days even even whites everybody right now is um all subject to this this control that we're being put under and this brainwashing and we're being all taken away and taken off of the path that we were intended to walk on you know we're just being uh i don't know man commoditized and uh stamped like cattle and put on that path to destruction and death and separation from one another that's why you know they're trying to get all of the races to fight against one another and they want to defund the police which i've never heard anything so stupid as defunding the police yeah you have some really shitty police officers that are evil you know and have evil intent but that's a small percentage of them and if there were no police look at all the murders that are taking place right now with that beetlejuice mayor in uh what is that in chicago i forget what her name is but uh, she looks like beetlejuice but um just the murder and the death and destruction, especially uh, uh, among poor people themselves, killing one another, you know, and while they're putting it to a to a beat, you know, so they can put, upload it to SoundCloud, you know, for rep. Eh, it's retarded, man. Wouldn't it be much better if we all united together and banded together and, and had a realization of really what what we're being subjected to, and really observe who's really laughing all the way to the bank right while people are being kicked out of their homes again i don't want to make this a dark episode but people got to wake up and see what's really happening man wake up and smell the fema camps as i say because you know that's really the next thing that's on the way uh, and i have to speak my mind you know there was a point in time at first i says oh yeah i really shouldn't be you know speaking on these topics and these subjects but then again you know what kind of karma am i going to incur when i move on when i'm you know i'm biting my tongue and not speaking the truth that i know to be true so those of you who hear this you know put it as a responsibility on yourself to spread this truth because you know there's a saying about the truth and it said the thing about the truth is the truth is like a lion it can walk around and needs no one to defend it that's why it's so hard for them to keep these truths down because it's much more difficult to keep a lie perpetuated and to keep a lie going and to keep this deception going on the way it's going so something that you gotta you know go back and go check out my instagram i got some really great videos on my igtv that cover this and uh i got 172 episodes and i've never up re-uploaded one every episode is original and unique a lot of crossover and i get repetitive with some of some of the things i talking points that i have but when you assimilate it all through i mean like i said i get some really really good comments of, of uh from my listeners as far as you know how it's you know affecting and helping their thought process and, and the way they're living like it's funny but i get a lot of comments people tell me that they work harder on their job 
and that you know their life has elevated to some degree because now they're dedicating themselves and putting their energy in the places that they need to as opposed to wasting their time with you know drugs and gambling and just whatever like just wasting your money on on consuming consumer goods and you know the latest sneakers and stuff like that you know and listen dude if you have the money and all that stuff like that god bless you go for it and do what you got to do but do everything with in uh, you know within reason within moderation as they would say it's important you know because you just don't want to i don't know you just don't want to support the dark and negative energy that's taking over this planet right now as far as from these big corporations because it seems to be as a result of everything that we're going through right now they're the only ones that are thriving and doing well and everybody else is getting shut out of business again i don't want to be dark on this that's why i um i try to balance it with uh with the light and as i call it the path to immortality understand that um this is all reductionist and they want you to reduce your thinking and your prospects and your purpose down to whatever they dictate to you but no that's not our true intention here in life true intention is to have that one-on-one relationship with the divine with the godhead and and to know that uh we are all connected to one another and you know learn how to get your fulfillment from you know sunrise a beautiful sunset you know from someone smiling at you you know or just a good basketball game or a nice walk in the park or a heavy rain shower let's say you're walking outside and you get drenched in a rain shower that's beautiful i mean as long as it's not cold outside it's a beautiful thing man i mean if if you see it for if you see it for the level and the layer of reality that that's coming from you know which is all the divine you know that's god feeding feeding this you know another example when i say seeing to clarify that you know you might have two people right sitting in a room and then there's a let's say there's two plants in that room so you you tell person number one look at those two plants observe those two plants and tell me what you see on them plants so they'll say well you know there's two plants and they're green and uh you know and they're both three feet tall and that's person number one then you go to person number two and you say observe those two plants and tell me you know what you from your observations what you see so person number two says well that first plant is underwatered and it's getting ready to die because it's underwater because i can see i perceive that those leaves are brown on the tips and it's drooping and i can feel the tips of the leaves are very crunchy and just the nature of the, of the leaves is in a shrunk state and that's ready to die it's underwater plant number two is being overwatered because the tips of the leaves are yellow and it's low in nitrogen because i could see it's stunted and it's actually low in sunlight and if it doesn't get that sunlight enough sunlight it's going to die so i recommend to you water the the first plant on the left and leave it where it's located because it's getting enough light but just water it and it needs nitrogen or plant food and then the second one needs less watering and you need to move it a little closer to the sun now you have two people looking at the same plant but the second person was able to see one or two layers deeper than the first person and that's kind of a simple metaphor for seeing but it kind of illustrates my point as far as seeing what's going on in the world around us so you don't just look to see if the plant is green uh or how tall it is but see what effect what's affecting it and what it's affecting and how it's affecting you 
and everything around it in the whole biosystem. So, oh, another good speaker on that is Dr. Bruce Lipton, who was also on my last episode where he gets into that epigenetics and stuff. Man, I'm all over the place. So let's see here. So again, I don't want to try to make it seem like all of this is easy and, you know, you read this one book and you listen to, you know, Terrence McKenna on YouTube and, you know, Bruce Lipton and Carl Jung and like you covered. No, it's it's not that simple, man. This is something that you have to dedicate your life to and shed all of the preconceived teachings that you've had from this matrix system. You have to really buckle down. And here's the, the tricky part. Make a love out of it. In other words, have a love for knowledge, a thirst and a desire to learn more and to interconnect all of the different things that you learn about. Because once you start this journey, it really gets fun when your knowledge starts interconnecting from one discipline to another discipline to another discipline. Um, that's when it starts getting really, really interesting, you know, and everything that you do. Um, I was told at a young age, I forgot what it was that I did. I made a little, um, shoebox or something like that. And it looked like a piece of crap. And, my instructor looked at me and said, you know what? That looks like a piece of crap and that's a direct reflection on you. Anything that you ever do when somebody points at it and says, who who made that or who did that? Have it be known that your name is attached to that. So when they say, who did that? Oh, well, you know, Miguel did that. Oh, wow, that, that, that came out really, really nice. See, as opposed to saying, he did that, that's a piece of crap. Because it's a reflection and it's a manifestation of you and who you are and how you do it out there. So don't be lazy when you do things. Do everything to the best of your advantage. If you're working in a bodega and you got to sweep the floor, sweep the floor good, man. So it's a reflection on you because you're going to find is people that do that and dedicate themselves in that way, whether it's their job, whether it's their learning, whether it's their studies, whether it's their dedication to themselves and to their families and what they need to do. Those are the people that are not so much in a monetary way make a lot of money or become big but those are going to be the people that are fulfilled in life and that are happy and you know they they grow old and gray in a beautiful way and people speak upon them in, in a loving way and when they go to sleep at night they they have the sweetest sleep because it says in the bible the sleep of a hard-working man is the sweetest you know so always keep that positivity within you and love of self and love of your brother man and an understanding of uh what our, again what our purpose here is on earth and it's not to get the right sneakers or the right car you know be conscious you know drink a lot of water do go deep into your meditation and uh you know try to be healthy with all the choices that you make of course you're gonna eat junk food and go to mcdonald's and all those things uh, occasionally i do it but have an understanding, really, of, uh, of of what it is that you're doing and the actions that you take and the effect that that's going to resonate in, in, in eternity, basically, right? So don't don't have hate in your heart for anybody. As I said, George, George Soros is my shadow, as crazy as that sounds, right? Because, again, when I say we're one, I literally mean all of us are from the one. Okay, and there's no no boundaries or no separation. It's the only the only difference are the choices that those individuals make, the choices I make, and the choices George Soros makes, or Bill Gates, or whoever you wanna, whatever demonic person you wanna point out. But it's we're one, and these people are the shadow aspects of this existence. So you don't, if you have hate for them, it's only gonna resonate and come back to you because of the fact that that element of hate is there. What you need to do is see it for what it is, recognize it for what it is, 
and move on because what happens is that hate doesn't get a ch- or that negative energy doesn't get a chance to attach to you, right? And uh, that's one thing I love about um, Buddhism is they get into that the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path, and the, and the Four Noble Truths is I suffer, and then the second Noble Truth is I suffer as a result of attachment, and the third Noble Truth is there's a way out of this suffering and attachment. And the fourth noble truth is the way out of suffering is the Eightfold Path. And the Eightfold Path is right thinking, right speech, right action, right career, and these things and so on. You can look them all up. But um, yeah, man, it's very, very important to, to have control of your own existence, have control of your own life, and don't don't be a puppet for the system. You know, be a self-realized person, love your studies, deep, delve deep into your meditations, and spread the truth that you have and that you've learned with people so that you can help them along their path, right? So I've spoken now for about 37 minutes. I really, oh, check out my Instagram, which is Alpha Male Buddhist. Check out my YouTube again, which is Alpha Male Buddhist, my IGTV. My email is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. I really like to hear feedback from my listeners. And uh, if this touches you in any way, let me know what you think and such. So I really do want to thank you for listening and namaste.
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.